This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Can you retrain your mind? I mean, think about that for a second. Are you one of those people who continually forgets, you know, where your keys are or your wallet or your phone? Now, some of that we just attribute to getting older and becoming, you know, forgetful. But could that be changed? Our next guest says the ultimate competitive edge is an improved mind. And he says it is possible to develop and enhance cognitive ability no matter how old or how young you are. Oh, that's the kind of message we need today. His name is David Bardsley. His new book is called Smarter Next Year, The Revolutionary Science for a Smarter, Happier You. And he joins me now. David, thank you for joining us. My pleasure to be here. This is something I think a lot of us need to hear as we get older. Well, it's, it's unfortunately, the, the old thinking is that you're born with a certain number of brain cells and that's all you ever get. And from puberty on, you lose 60 to 90,000 brain cells a day and it's just a, a downward decline from there. And all the latest neuroscience tells us now that that's absolutely not true, that you can improve your mental ability, you can grow new brain cells, you can grow new connections between the existing brain cells at any stage of life, whether you're, whether you're 6, 56, or 86. How? Well, uh, it really requires two things. First of all, we have to stop doing things that are accelerating the death of those brain cells and slowing us down. And then there are things that we can do to accelerate the growth of new brain cells. So it's sort of a, a, a two-pronged approach. And so some of the things that will, will uh, decrease the, the growth of those new brain cells, excessive alcohol consumption, stress, anxiety, depression, the side effects of many, many common medications, both over-the-counter medications and uh, prescription medications, and lack of sleep. And certainly, you know, I heard this morning many oh, yeah. of your listeners are having uh, having an issue we with are. sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And the science shows that actually, if you just have one night of disturbed sleep, you will have a measurable decrease in your in your cognitive ability the next day with just one night. So what happens when people go for weeks or months at a time? And one of the simplest things to do in psychology is to test the cognitive decrease that occurs with sleep deprivation, and it's incredible. I'm sure it is. But how did you learn about all this? Well, it all started uh, 12 years ago, actually. And uh, I stopped in at a, at a grocery store on my way home on a, a Friday afternoon to pick up some supplies for the weekend, and the first thing on my list was some granola. So I went to the bulk food section where they had many types of granola and I chose the one I wanted and I put it in the bag and then I looked for the pin to write down right. the bin number because each of those has a five-digit number that the cashier needs. Right. Well, someone had taken the pin. I thought, no big deal. It's just a five-digit number. I can certainly remember that. So I repeated to myself a few times, 86431, 86431, 86431. Great, got it. And we did a little bit more shopping. Ten minutes later, now I'm up at the front of the store. It's Friday afternoon, huge lineups. Yeah. I finally get in one of these lines, work my way through to the cashier, and she's a young girl, very impatient. She scans my objects really quickly, my, uh, uh, and then she finally comes to the granola, and she grabs the bag of granola and looks for the bin number. And I said, look, I'm sorry I didn't write the bin number on there because someone's taken the pen. But the number is uh, 8653865583385. And while I'm fumbling trying to remember the number, I hear someone at the back of the line. <clears throat> He's having a senior moment. And everybody chuckled. I didn't chuckle. I was completely humiliated. And when I got into my car afterwards, I just sat there for a few minutes and I thought, what just happened in there? That's so unlike I'm me. I'm 58 yeah. years old. How can I be having a senior moment? 
And to make, make matters worse and more worrisome, it was just two weeks to the day before that I sat beside my mother in the psychiatrist's office while she received the devastating diagnosis, Alzheimer's. Mm. So I was clearly worried for her future and for my own. And it was the next day that I started my intensive investigation into what causes cognitive decline and just what we can do about it. And you're, of course, well-equipped to do this as well. I mean, how many different degrees do you have? Well, <laughs> I've, I've collected a number, a number over the years. Yes. And, uh, but I'd been retired for, for some time when this incident happened, and it just it got me back into, into neuroscience in a big way. And, and what I learned was just was life-changing for me. You know, the information that I had gained when I went to school was so completely outdated and I had no idea what the latest neuroscience showed. When I went to school, we were just taught that, you, you know, you, once, when you're born with a certain number of brain cells and that's it. You never grow anymore. Right. So, okay, you talked about the things that can kill the brain cells, but then yeah. how do we make those connections to grow new well, brain cells? Probably the silver, the silver bullet is vigorous physical exercise. Really? There isn't anything that comes as even remotely as, as beneficial as vigorous physical exercise and literally on a daily basis. Now, when I say vigorous, I, I don't mean, you know, walking the dog around the block. It has to be substantial. Oh, it has to, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it, needs, it needs to be vigorous. So you have to get your heart rate up substantially. And the, the, the studies show that if you just do that for 30 minutes a day, that it will increase, it will stimulate the growth of new brain cells. We call that neurogenesis. And it increases the connectivity, the branching out of those cells to connect with adjacent brain cells. And that's what makes up our neural network. Because we, we know, right, that we feel better after we exercise. But we always think of that in terms of like so the, the re- other health aspects. The reason for that is no two, we, we have 100 billion brain cells. And each of those cells has up to 10,000 connections with other brain cells. That makes up our neural network. But no two brain cells ever touch one another. They come very close, but they never touch. So there's a little space in between. Well, your brain works on, on, uh, on electrical signals. And when the electrical signal gets to the end of one brain cell, it can't jump across that little gap and stimulate the next brain cell so that the information is passed on. It can't do that. So when the electrical signal gets to the end of one of those branches, it releases these chemicals called neurotransmitters, which cross that little microspace. And the minute they touch the next brain cell, only one of two things will happen. They will either stimulate the next brain cell, the electrical signal passes on, and your brain speeds up. Or they will block the transmission of that electrical signal and your brain slows down, it calms down. So some of these neurotransmitters make your brain go faster, some of them make your brain go slower. And they're totally responsible for how we feel. Right. It's very little has to do with the number of brain cells. How we feel has to do with the balance of those neurotransmitters. And the one thing that we know of that will increase and balance all 180 of the known neurotransmitters is vigorous physical exercise. We have some pharmaceuticals, some drugs, which will increase one right. or two or three of those uh, neurotransmitters, but not all. And we have, we have 180 we know of. Maybe there's 280. Maybe there's 580. We don't know yet, but right. we know of at least 180. And there's no pill that'll increase each of those 180. 
Okay, so vigorous physical exercise, but what about all these brain exercises that I always see these, be, you know, being advertised now? These right. websites and sure. brain books and all those puzzles. Right. Do those work? Exactly. Well, they they certainly don't hurt. Now, you know, there are some studies that show that there's a little bit of improvement with them, right. and other studies show that there's no improvement whatsoever. So I would never discourage people from doing those. Absolutely, keep doing those. And if you can learn new things, you know, we know now that that helps in in increase that that neural network. But for the most part, they don't produce a significant improvement. So the the you know the golden bullet is still, and most vigorous people don't want to hear it. Is vigorous physical activity? Right, most people yeah, don't think they don't want to hear. Is there it. anything else? Is there like something else I can do instead of that's, vigorous that's, physical? That's, you know? You know, that's more fun. <laughs> yeah. That's more fun. To I always do wonder that. too, like what about knowledge? Like brain exercises are one thing, but also just like keeping up on things and reading and yeah, all of that. Sure. Is that helpful? That, that, yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's not. It it doesn't produce measurable significant improvement. So as I say, if you learn something new, that's good because it, it, it takes a it, it starts a new neural network. And so those so things help. And I did some of those 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 brain things. I did luminosity for a whole year. Yeah. And I did it religiously every single day. And my scores on those little games that you do certainly went up over a period of time and then they they uh, they plateaued. But I didn't find that that helped in any other area of intelligence. It didn't transfer to any other area. I just got better at the little game. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about vigorous physical activity, though, like people will say, oh, I've got health problems, especially as you yep. get older. Oh, I've got a knee problem. Oh, yep. I've got a hip problem. How can they, despite that kind of physical declining health, do that? So you, 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 know, you have to start where you are. You know, no matter what it is. And, and if you have an issue and, and one leg doesn't work, well, your two arms still work and the other leg still works. So you have to, you have to start somewhere. And uh, last year I fell off a skateboard. And, and I'm sorry, you fell off a skateboard last year? Yes. Yeah, last year. <laughs> what I, were you doing skateboarding? Well, I was racing my nephew to the tennis court to play tennis. And, and, uh, and we're both competitive, so I didn't want to lose. And I tried to quickly get out of the way of a car, and I came off the skateboard, and I detached my 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 uh, quadricep tendon from my kneecap. It just pulled right off my kneecap, so I had to have it sur- so, surgically repaired. Y- y- <laughs> So, you practice what you preach then, David, sure. because if my I mean, math is correct, and you know it could be wrong because I'm yeah. not great at math, you told a story about 12 years ago when you were yeah. 58, so you're right. 70. I'm 70, yes. And you last year... But remember, year, now we're in Canada, so those are metric years. <laughs> <laughs> so last That's year at the age like of 69, anyway. you were yeah. racing your... How old is your nephew? Uh, 41. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So this runs in the family. So you're yeah. racing your nephew yeah. on a skateboard to go play tennis. That's correct. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I don't I, think anybody else. I, would I didn't have enough skill to stay in the skateboard to get out of the way of that car, so I came off. But That's you know, funny. 48 hours later, I'm at the gym and I'm sitting on a on an exercise bike because the other leg still worked and the rest of my body still worked. And the study showed that if you injure one part of your body, if you injure your right arm, yeah. and you exercise your left arm, your right arm will heal faster. So. Oh. You know, no matter what it is, I mean, I, I, I see some, uh, you know, paraplegics at the gym. Well, obviously, they're not exercising their legs, but they're doing do incredible. Yeah, they do what they can. So they do incredible exercises with their upper body. So you have to start somewhere. And you'll find that when you start, and the key is consistency, things will improve. Things will get better. Those areas of your body that didn't work very well will slowly start to work better and better and better. You know, you've sold me, David. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Be careful on those skateboards. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Okay. thanks for having me. <laughs> That's David Barsley. The book is called Smarter Next Year, The Revolutionary Science for a Smarter, Happier You.